Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the podcast today. We are tackling some tips, tricks, hacks, ideas all around packing a lunch. I know this time of year back to school can be a little bit stressful, a little bit overwhelming. We might feel a little confused. Maybe it's our first time, you know, packing lunches for our kids. Maybe we're even just prepping for it for next year. Maybe we've been doing this for years and we still just need a little help because, hey, I'm totally there with you. This whole idea of packing lunch can feel really overwhelming and really exhausting. So we're going to get into some... um, kind of main tips and tricks. And something that sparked this episode is I was actually invited to be on a news channel um, episode, just like a segment or whatever, uh, interviewed about some cheap, easy, quick, uh, packed lunch ideas and some tips and tricks for parents trying to make the process a little bit easier. And as I was sharing, I was like, man, I need to put this on the podcast because these are really great tips. And um, this news channel happens to just be in North Carolina. So if you're listening to North from North Carolina, hey, what's up? Check your news. (laughs) It was a great episode. It's very helpful, I think. But I'm going to bring that information here to everyone. You know, you don't have to live in North Carolina just to catch these tips. So first and foremost, she had asked, you know, what are some cheap, easy meal ideas for lunch? Like what what should I put in my kid's lunchbox, right? So you guys all know I'm a huge fan of the PFCF um, formula. So we're looking for protein, fat, and carbs with fiber. So when we're looking at our lunchbox, we want to kind of hit those different categories um, the best we can, right? And so of course, lunch is just one meal out of the day. So it's okay if it's not perfect, but we want to kind of aim for that. So some of my favorite, not only easy, but also inexpensive because let's face it, inflation inflation is real and stressful. And I don't know about you guys, but it's been stressing me out lately. I am going to share soon here on the podcast, maybe in a real somewhere, follow me on Instagram, um, some of my best hacks for trying to stay on budget at the grocery store, but I've been working on it and it has not been an easy feat. So I'll be sharing that, but some really kind of cheap, easy, quick ideas for lunches. One of my favorite is banana sushi. So that is literally a tortilla, some sort of nut butter or sun butter. If you can't have nuts at your school, which is very common, uh, banana. And then I love to sprinkle in some flaxseed, chia seed, um, things like that in there and then wrap it up and then cut it like sushi. My kids love it. I call it banana sushi. Um, so I'm also hoping that that will transfer one day in their brains to actually liking real sushi. <laughs> so we shall see, I'll keep you posted. Um, but that's one of the easiest kind of go-tos for me. And I always have those ingredients pretty much on hand. Of course, we all know the sandwiches, right? Like I feel like most of us are probably looking for sandwich-free lunch ideas. So just keeping in mind that any sandwich can pretty much be made into a wrap with a tortilla. Any sandwich can be made on something like an enchilada. Lord, I need some coffee. Um, a, A... English muffin is the word I was looking for there, or even a bagel or bagel thins, bagel crisp. You can look at things like using crackers instead of the sandwich bread, or um, even put it on some of those sandwich thins. So there's lots of options out there, croissants, you know, lots of different bread options that you can use in place of just like sandwiches, right? Um, But also don't shy away from sandwiches. Like maybe you have an entire day that you're like, oh, every Tuesday is sandwich day. But then within kind of that 
realm, you can come up with all sorts of different sandwiches. Of course, you can go like the deli meat route um, or the spread route. So you can do things like a PB&J or again, if you're not free, you can do cream cheese and jelly. That's a great alternative um, to just the regular peanut butter and jelly. That's nut free, of course, if you're the one that doesn't have a dairy allergy. So that's a really great option. So just kind of thinking outside the box there of different instead of the sandwich bread, something else and or different combinations you can do there. Um, another really great option that's pretty inexpensive. You can make multiple portions at once, um, which I love is some sort of pasta salad. You can serve this both hot or cold, um, using some sort of thermos. And then, um, you can also change out the protein. So using things like maybe chicken sausage in some or rotisserie chicken in another or ground beef, um, or you can opt out of, uh, meat and do like tofu or, um, you know, dairy using some sort of full fat cheese or something like that in, instead of meat as the protein source can be really helpful. Also really easy to change out the pasta salad dressing. You can literally just use a dressing from off the counter or off the shelf, I should say, um, or make mix up your own and really easily subtly change up the flavors. So each day is a little bit different instead of packing the exact same pasta salad every single day. Um, so you can just kind of think through multitude of different ingredients to add that pasta salad and just add, you know, three of them on Monday and then Tuesday or three different ones or, you know, crossover. So it's really nice to kind of mix and match with that pasta salad. Over 75% of moms who follow me over on Instagram report that they struggle to offer a variety to their picky eaters. Yet we know that offering a variety of foods is not only important for combating picky eating, but also vital for their overall health. Revamp My Rebuild and Expand Variety Meal Plan is designed to increase variety and exposures to new foods while decreasing your stress. This meal plan takes family staples and builds on them week by week to drastically increase the variety your little one is exposed to in just one month. What that means for you is you can have peace of mind knowing that you're serving them a variety of food while taking the guesswork out of it. Revamp uses methods I teach inside Table Talk like bridging and food chaining. And no, you don't have to understand these techniques completely because the system does it for you. It's a 70-page system with over 100 total recipes for breakfast, lunch, snacks, and dinner, plus my top tricks, favorite gear, and other fun surprises along the way. You can follow the rotation day by day for 30 days, or you can pick and choose your favorites to filter in on your own time. So if you're stuck in a rut with meals and want to try something new while also helping your picky eater eat a bigger variety, this system is for you. You can click the link in the description box below to grab your copy today. All right, now back to the show. Another one that I love for lunches is quesadillas. Again, thinking outside the box here. So of course there's bean and cheese quesadillas, just cheese quesadillas. You can use some of that rotisserie chicken or um, I love to like whenever I'm making tacos or something, take out a little bit of the taco mixture meat filling and put that into our quesadillas. But you can also kind of get really funky with quesadillas and do so many different versions. You could do like a kale and white cheddar or you can do... Um, sweet potato and cheese, which we love in our house. It's so good. It's just like pureed sweet potato there and the quesadilla and cheese. So don't be afraid to get a little funky with it and try new things and see what comes back in the lunchbox and what doesn't um, and get really unique with it. In my revamp system, I go through a whole bunch of different quesadilla ideas that you can pick up um, as well. I'll link it down in the description box, but that's really nice to just get some new ideas of what you could put in between two tortillas and 
really the possibilities are endless, right? So uh, I love that. Another one is just like replicating what you see in the store that are pre-made. So of course, things like Lunchables, just take a quick stroll by Lunchables and see what are they putting in there, right? So if you look at the pizza one, well, that's really just some like non bread or some sort of English muffin or something round, some pizza sauce and some cheese and maybe some like pepperonis or green onions or something or uh, green peppers or something on top to make their own pizzas at school. You can put that together so simply and not um, break the bank, right? Compared to like a Lunchable. So just looking what they already put in there. Same thing with like turkey and cheese cracker Lunchables. You're really paying for the packaging there. So you can just do it on your own. And of course, if you needed to pick up a few Lunchables yourself, but use that aisle to get inspired and see what people are putting together in a commercial way, and you can actually just replicate that at home. And one of my um, favorite and one of probably the cheapest lunch options is breakfast for lunch. So things like scrambled eggs, pancakes, quiche, waffles, French toast sticks, all of those things make excellent lunch um, for your little one packed in their lunchbox. And then of course, leftovers. Such a great one to not only utilize leftovers, get them out of your house, get your little one to be exposed to them one more time. But I also love to take leftovers and introduce them in a new way. So instead of just, uh, we had, let's say pasta tonight for dinner, instead of just like plopping some more pasta in there, um, uh, lunchbox for the next day, you might just wrap it up a little bit different. Maybe you literally put it in a wrap, or maybe you add a little bit of cheese on top and melt it and serve it hot, or maybe you serve it cold because the pasta was hot the night before. Um, things of that nature, just twisting it a little bit can make it a new experience for your little one. Mexican food is really easy to do this with too. Um, I also find with things like stir fry, I mean, wrapping it in a, in a tortilla, excellent to do with a stir fry and maybe a little dipping sauce or, um, same thing with Mexican food. You can just take a little bit of the filling, like I said, and make it into a quesadilla instead of a taco or make it into a burrito instead of a quesadilla or use it on the side and, um, have some corn chips in there and make it more like nachos or some sort of dip that they do as well. So just getting a little bit creative with what you've already got as leftovers and introducing it a new way can be a game changer and a time saver. All right. So now that we've talked a little bit about the lunch ideas, which don't worry, I'll keep these coming. In fact, I hope to start going live um, and or posting reels of me packing my kids lunch for you. So you can just get inspiration weekly and just get a little bit of, I don't know, (laughs) inspiration, I guess is the best way to put it on what you could pack or what, um, what different ideas might look like. I know that can just be so helpful to see what other people are doing. Okay, so let's talk hacks. One of my favorite hacks is to pack two or three days at a time of lunches. A lot of times we spend majority of our time task switching or prepping for the actual task at hand. So pulling out all the lunch containers, pulling out all the baggies, pulling out all the snacks, whatever that might be is actually taking us the majority of, t- of the time. It's not actually putting things into the lunchbox container. So when we're already packing one lunch, we might as well pack two or three. So something that I found really helpful is to pack Monday and Tuesdays, Wednesday's hot lunch, and then Wednesday night I pack Thursday and Fridays. So it's like split up. Like I can pack two lunches at a time, right? Now as a uh, picky eating specialist, I wouldn't recommend making those lunches exactly the same, but even just taking one core part of it and changing it can be really perfect for your picky eater. So maybe instead of a side of, 
oh gosh, I can't even think, pea snaps, we do a side of raw carrots with a uh, ranch if your little one's old enough, not a choking hazard, right? Or maybe instead of pizza as the main dish, you have pasta, but all of the sides stay the same. So it really cuts down on how much prep and energy you're putting into lunches when you pack two or three at a time because the stuff is already out, your mindset's already there, your game is on. So that's one of my biggest tips to um, start packing lunches in bulk and save yourself some time there as well. Another hack for packing lunches is to use some sort of rotation. Maybe find five or 10 core lunches that work really well for your family. It's stuff that you have on hand regularly. It's stuff that your kid likes. It's stuff that you don't have to look up a recipe or plan or prep ahead of time um, to prepare. So maybe you come up with some sort of rotation that you follow. So you know every Monday is pizza and every Tuesday is sandwich day and every Wednesday is leftovers and every Thursday is pasta or whatever that might be for your little one. So you have some sort of rotation. Now, what's nice is you could be really specific with this. Um, Like maybe every Wednesday is this type of pasta salad and I just make it every week um, or every other week. But what you could do is just give yourself kind of some barrier, some guidelines of like, okay, well, on Mondays I do sandwiches. Well, then every Monday you kind of get to be creative. Well, this Monday I want to do a cream cheese and jelly sandwich. And this Monday I want to do a hummus and cucumber sandwich. And this Monday I want to do a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So you can still have kind of guidelines for your brain to be controlled because otherwise it just feels way too overwhelming, right? But if we know, okay, on Mondays I make sandwiches, right? Like on Wednesdays we wear pink. <laughs> oh, that reference just hit me. Um, but on Mondays we make sandwiches, then you can just like Pinterest it and be like, oh, what are some unique sandwiches I can make? Or you can just see what you have in your fridge and put it together. Um, or kind of get in your own rotation of like, oh, I haven't served that type of sandwich in a while. Go ahead and put that on the menu this week. So it's just nice when your brain has a little bit of barriers and, and kind of like guardrails to keep you in line so you don't go crazy and like get really overwhelmed and feel like you're a horrible mom because you haven't come up with this like gourmet lunch in a long time, which by the way, none of us are actually doing. So just a heads up on that. But that can be really helpful. And the other thing too that I found really helpful is creating a zone in your fridge, your pantry, whatnot of all your, your lunch making supplies, tools, but also the food items. So having it in your pantry, not necessarily accessible to your kids all the time so that it's interesting and unique for their lunches and you know you can just grab out that container or that that basket or whatever you're keeping it in and you know you have a few different options in there to choose from really easily in your pantry same thing with your fridge you can have an area of your fridge that's designated for some maybe more prepackaged items that are easy to grab and go and put in a lunchbox. Things like string cheese or um, individual cups of cottage cheese for your little one or applesauce cups or pouches, um, things of that nature in your fridge in one area. So you're not searching your fridge every night trying to find the perfect type of snack. It's already contained. Even let's say you have a whole thing of peaches. We're going to the peach festival soon. Um, and probably by the time this episode drops, we would have already gone. But you can just like, okay, all these peaches, I'm putting these in the lunchbox. We're not even going to necessarily have these at home for snack. This is just for lunches. So you put them in the fridge in the lunchbox area and you're good to go. It's already decided for you basically. Another really good hack is to just recognize what comes back. So just being intentional about taking inventory of what comes back in your kid's lunch. Now, your little one might just throw everything away and that's a conversation for a different day with them, but trying to just take mental note of what's getting eaten and what's not. Maybe you notice, which is pretty typical for most kids, that more prepackaged snacks get eaten more often in their lunchbox rather than when you like cut everything up and make it all pretty 
they actually prefer to like peel a package and eat it, right? And so we can either say, A, we prioritize our money for more prepackaged snacks that are only going in the lunchbox and not using at home. Um, or we can pre-portion things into packages for our little ones. Or we can say, okay, no more prepackaged snacks. And we're just going full at it with no wrappers, things like that to keep everything kind of equal playing field. You can also just kind of keep mental note of, wow, I really didn't think he would eat the, the carrots dipped in ranch, but he did. And now I'm going to do that again, like in two days or whatnot, I'm going to do that again. Um, another little kind of tip for grocery or for, I'm sorry, for lunchbox packing is try not to keep the same exact lunch every day of the week, or even two days in a row, just changing one component. I think I actually already mentioned this in this episode, but I think it deserves a second uh, swipe at this mention, because especially for picky eaters, getting in a rut can be really easy to do, especially when we're busy, our brain isn't fully turned on when we're waking up in the morning trying to get lunch um, and go get out the door on time. And so just trying to change one component is really effective in keeping our picky eaters kind of on their toes, right? So I always say change is the only thing that should stay the same with picky eaters. So trying to change it up, it doesn't have to be drastically different, but it's one little thing, which actually reminds me of one of my favorite hacks is actually pack lunch the night before. So along with packing more than one at a time, packing them at night, I have found has been super helpful. Now, I also encourage you, if you can get your kids involved in this process, to get them involved in this process. The more autonomy you give them, the more ownership they feel, the more excitement they feel to actually eat the food. Um, But I typically make a lot of lunches at night after bedtime, listen to a podcast, just like chilling out and being able to make my lunches ahead of time, put them in the fridge for tomorrow um, versus first thing in the morning, I'm tired. Like there is a high probability that they're going to get the same food every day or they're going to get money for hot lunch or they're going to get, you know, a random assortment of foods that's not actually very well balanced because I'm just in a rush, right? I'm going to burn through my prepackaged foods. I'm going to spend more money when I'm in a rush. So that's a really good tip as well. Okay, I want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's podcast episode, not only for sponsoring, but also for the work that they do. Today's episode is sponsored by Safe Beginnings First Aid and CPR course. Holly from Safe Beginnings believes that being able to confidently react in an emergency is the peace of mind that every family deserves. And I agree. I want you to feel empowered to keep your family safe by taking her online first aid and CPR course, just like I did. I have taken a lot of CPR trainings over the years, and Holly's is by far my favorite. It's clear, concise, easy to follow, and truly puts your mind at ease as a mom. No matter the age or stage of your little one, this course is a must take. A quote I once heard by Max Mayfield has always stuck with me, and I want to share it with you. He says, preparation through education is less costly than learning through tragedy. And I don't want to be a downer, but this could not be more true when it comes to our kids. It's time to start feeling confident at the table, and I want you to get started today by clicking the link in the description box below and use my code Alyssa20 for 20% off. Trust me, this is a decision you will not regret. All right, now back to the show. Okay, and talking about some little hacks here, a really great one is to actually freeze 
some food. So it doesn't have to be your entire lunch. I'm not saying like pack the entire lunch, throw it in the freezer and pull it out for another day. But freezing parts of a lunch can be really helpful for a multitude of reasons. Number one, it saves you money because food doesn't go bad as often because you're putting it in the freezer. That's huge. Number two is putting frozen food into your kid's lunchbox will actually help with temperature control to get them through lunch. Of course, throw an ice pack in there. Keep it cool. If your kid has a fridge at school or daycare or whatever, that's wonderful. Not all kids do. So of course, use an ice pack. But it's really nice to have some of the components of the meal frozen to keep your food nice and cool until lunch. Um, And it really does help cut down on your stress when you know that you have some great items in the freezer ready to go, just pull it out, put it in, and you're good to go. Okay, so you might be wondering what good foods are there to freeze. So number one, yogurt sticks are really helpful, whether you make your own or you buy them at the store. Um, Those yogurt tubes are great to freeze and pop in a lunchbox. You can also do things like juice boxes, freeze really well. They don't take up so much space in your fridge when they're in your freezer, which is really nice. Um, Even pouches, most pouches can be frozen as well. So you can stick those in the freezer and just pop them in lunch. But you can also do the main dish as well. So things like pasta salad or sand sandwiches can actually be frozen. Something that's really helpful is to just walk down the aisle of the frozen food section, like the prepared frozen food section, and see what they're putting in the freezer. Whatever they've got in that freezer, you can put in your freezer. Like I feel like so many parents feel like it's some, they do something different. They they really don't typically, right? Like maybe some things are blanched um, or maybe even pre-cooked, which you can certainly do as well. But most things are just frozen. So things like Uncrustables are frozen peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You can do that in your house as well. You can throw some of these sandwiches in the freezer. And then on days where you're really cramped for time, you're exhausted, you're early pregnant, whatever it might be, you can just grab these things from the freezer, throw it in the lunchbox and call it a day, which is super helpful on those busy, stressful days. All right. That is all I have for you today. I hope this episode was helpful. I hope it was inspiring. I hope it got the juices flowing here for back to school. And if you liked this episode, please DM me on Instagram. Let me know. Tell me, hey, this was really helpful. Can you do more of these? I would love to continue going deeper on in this. And if you're not already following me on Instagram over um, at Nutrition for Littles on Instagram, definitely give me a follow over there. I give tons of tips, hacks. I'll be trying to go live and or posting reels depending on how screamy my kids are in the background. Um, I will be helping you with these back to school lunches. Um, And even throughout the year, you know, just keeping you uh, inspired and giving you a realistic idea of what I pack for my kids and what that'll look like. So I'm super excited about that. I also have done full lunchbox reviews about different lunchboxes, different tools for packing lunches. Maybe I'll post a podcast episode on that as well. But um, I know parents have found that really helpful as well. I'll link everything down in my show notes. I do have an Amazon storefront around packed lunches um, that is really helpful in some of my favorite tools for packing lunches um, if that's your thing. So I'll link that down below as well. And otherwise I will catch you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas.